fell down and broke your ass, now you got a crack. <laughs> you know it. to episode 42 of Comical Podcast. This is your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Lord Horstocles, PhD. PhD? Damn straight. What does that stand for? Pretty hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Did work. Pretty hot and delicious. <laughs> That's right. That's how Horstocles is. I'm not, I'm not claiming that. <laughs> and of course, we have my lovely wife, Heather. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? That's it. Do, do, do you see this hair? Do you see how beautiful it is? Pretty hairy dong. <laughs> what? <laughs> I told you to quit looking. You a looker? I'm not looking. I heard, it, I heard about it from Eric. <laughs> Cochino. <laughs> well, let's not waste any time because we've got a lot of books to talk about today. So let's get right into your top two books of the week, we go. All right. Well, I'll start with number two. Number two is Uncanny Avengers 25. Great book, man. It is. Uh, Rick Remender's writing it. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, he's one of my favorites. This is the story of Magneto and Rogue and Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and Havoc, and they're basically in the Red Skull's concentration camp, and they're trying to fight against him and his S-Men, who are plotting to basically use Charles Xavier's mind to overthrow the world. And they've captured a bunch of mutants, and they're experimenting on them, and now the X-Men are there, or Magneto and the X-Men are there to fight against him. It's uh, intense, and I know you looked at me once when I said this, why this was my book. You were kind of like, Really? As you know, I had two grandfathers that fought in the war. One of them actually got to see these camps and stuff. And so I got to hear about the stories. And, you know, I didn't ever see the movie, the, what was it, the Schindler's List. Never saw it. I don't think I could handle it. Um, so it was kind of intense, some of the recallings my grandfather once told me. And so this book has that feel. It has that weird feel to me. It's kind of it kind of pulling me in. I don't know. It kind of disturbs me a little bit. But I'm, like, rooting super hardcore for Magneto because I really want him to, like, bash the living crap out of these people. I mean, I, I've never liked the Red Skull. I utterly hate him right now, just because what's being written. And uh, that's pretty much what's drawing me in. The whole concentration thing, the killing of all the mutants. You know, it's really getting me in a certain way. So that's how it made my number two. And, and, and it's really good. I mean, you see Magneto, last book, he took the human growth, I mean, the mutant growth hormone. Remember, he had his yeah. arm, he bit it. So he got his powers back, somewhat. And so he's, like, crushing people and smashing people and does one thing and may have caused the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know what Axis is about, you already know that Onslaught's going to make an appearance. Uh, he comes back, and this is the issue where that happens. Uh, something that Magneto does, which is pretty freaking awesome, triggers the return of Onslaught, and I'm really excited to see what happens in Axis. Yeah, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the X-Men, Avengers, pretty much everybody. This is going to be going to be wild. Just like the 90s, when Onslaught was around the first nice. time. <laughs> Interesting thing is, the, the books leading up to all this stuff has been very, very good. I don't know how much more they could really... I mean, who knows? I mean, well, that, I, I think that has a lot to do with Remender being in charge of the entire crossover. Last season, we had uh, Jonathan Hickman doing the Infinity. Right. And then the season before that, we had Avengers vs. X-Men. But, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a big fan of Remender, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be a great crossover. Yeah, it's got my attention. It's got me sucked in. So I'm all, I'm all the way in. And I know I'm, I'm being kind of serious because the book is really kind of... <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's really get you. It's definitely dark. So my number one is another kick-ass kind of book. <laughs> my number one was Squitter number four. 
Oh yeah, Ben Temple Smith. Dude, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was great ending because uh, a lot of four issue miniseries don't always end really well. I mean, that's a very short amount of time to tell a full length story, but Squitter really exceeded expectations. Ben Temple Smith started in a place that you didn't expect. It was really kind of slow moving in the first book, but then the pace really picked up at two and three, and then the way it ended in issue four, I was very happy with. It was all out war. Oh yeah, the Squitter and the humans fighting against the squids and forcing them back from the the gap or whatever it was called. Yeah, and back the, into their own dimension. Yeah, and the way it ended still kind of leads you to believe you know he could come back and do something else with it. Oh yeah, there could definitely be another story told from this universe. Uh, I love Ben Temple Smith's writing, and I really like his artwork as well. Uh, if you've not checked out Squitter, you definitely need to go out and pick up the trade paperback when it first comes out. Yeah, he's one of my faves. You know this. That was a pretty good ending. It was, it was really good. So what was your top two? Well, Squitter number four was actually my number two book as well. I really loved it. Really? Yeah. What was your number one? My number one is a new book uh, from Jason Aaron and Ron Garney called Men of Wrath. You're a sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a five-issue miniseries that's just started. It's about this guy who grows up you know, on this farm in the country. A lot of Jason Aaron's stories seem to take place in the country. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, his dad killed a man when he was a kid, and he kind of learned from that. And as he grew up, he became this kind of uh, hitman, like a country bumpkin hitman kind of guy. But the story takes place with him murdering this uh, man and woman. You know they were no good. And, of, of course, they deserved it. But <laughs> it was pretty twisted the way it happened. And the stuff with the baby was, like, even more... Messed up. You walk in that mud. Keep going. <laughs> Drag that body with you. <laughs> you get shot once multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's intense. It's a very intense book. It draws you in. It makes you feel what the characters that he's punishing feel. It almost feels like a Punisher kind of story. Uh, but it's it's got more layers to it than Punisher usually does. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, he's an old man. Uh, the story ends with him going to find his son, who has had a contract put out on him. Because he's worthless. <laughs> he's, he's a garbage. <laughs> I really, really liked it. It's, it's such a cool book, and I love Jason Aaron's writing. It's really dark, extremely violent. If you like those things, which if you listen to the show, you probably do, I would recommend going out and picking up the first issue. Cool. Very good. Well, my pick of the week? Men of Wrath. <laughs> I'm going to say something you didn't say. You probably, people might hate me, but he takes the baby, and he... Chunks it into the mud and watches it go under. That was like the holy shit moment of the book. I like, damn. <laughs> Let me go back a couple pages and read that part again. He is definitely, damn. definitely a ruthless guy, and you know their their family surname is Rath, R A T H. So it kind of plays into the title of the book, Men of Wrath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it though. I mean, if you're looking for something new to try out, I definitely recommend starting with this. Yeah, I can't wait for book two. <laughs> so, what was your pick of the week? My pick of the week is a Marvel book we haven't mentioned in a couple weeks, Moon Knight number 8. Nice. Uh, the new creative team is Brian Wood and Greg Smallwood. I really loved this book. It really feels like the original arc with uh, Declan Shelby. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels very similar to what they were doing because it's still a unique way to tell the story. This terrorist is taking control of this floor of an office building in the World Trade Center, or what is now the Freedom Tower, and NYPD finds out about it first, and they basically keep it hush so that... The feds don't find out about it, and they send in Moon Knight because the commissioner is friends with him or friendly with him and send him in. So the entire story is told from the perspective of cameras within the building and cell phone footage and, you know, just people looking in through windows. You know, the panels are not displayed in a normal way. They're all shown through cameras, which I think is so inventive and so cool. And, of course, Moon Knight kicks ass, and all of his personalities make an appearance in this book, which I really liked. 
And, you know, at the end, the, the cops try to turn on him, and he's not having any of that. <laughs> yeah, just leaves stuff in the elevator, and he disappears. Yeah, I, I really like it, but I've been a fan of this Moon Knight series since it started. Yeah, same here. It's a really good book. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. There was one other one that I wanted to give kind of an honorable mention to as well. Uh, Lobo, number one. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of uh, DC books that we read and, and love, but I wanted to give this a shot, mostly because Colin Bunn is the writer, and I'm a big fan of his. I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, we make our jokes about Fat Lobo hooking and stuff. <laughs> I was just looking for that. <laughs> Who is this Fat Lobo? <laughs> there he is! <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't your grandpappy Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> need, need, need to text old spicy toilet no BK you know hey, it's Fat Lobo <laughs> <laughs> this is young Lobo who's making a name for himself and he's not going to let old Lobo continue to use his name the story starts out with the two of them fighting and young Lobo obviously has the upper hand uh, the way it ends is pretty gruesome for uh, old Lobo I don't really know what else to call him I guess I call him Fat Lobo well he was a fake so he deserved to die yeah uh, so the true Lobo the young Lobo it's weird to say Lobo over and over <laughs> <laughs> He's a bounty hunter, and he goes out looking for bounties. Uh, he finds out about this hit that's been put on this one person. He doesn't know who it is. And there's eight of the most ruthless mercenaries in the universe going after whoever the target is. Oh, they were the most ruthless? Because they sure as hell didn't look like it. <laughs> he whooped their ass so quick, it was ridiculous. Well, just the one that he went after first. So he doesn't know who the target for these people is, but he's going to try to protect that target by killing all eight of the mercenaries. So he goes after the first one in this book and does what Lobo does. <laughs> he hooks? <laughs> well he does he does cut that one guy in half with this hook it's pretty it's yeah. pretty brutal but you know he, he does say uh, Lobo don't hurt dogs gotta have a code <laughs> he feeds the dogs <laughs> I, I liked it I thought it was a lot of fun uh, I really enjoy Colin Bunn's writing I really enjoy this new take on the character I wasn't such a huge fan of the old Lobo I know a lot of people really loved him but I liked the new Lobo yeah, squirrel. It's a good book. Hey, if you're throwing out on the I have one okay I do have one because I really did like it and it was really hard for me floor number one yeah, let's talk about that. It was interesting. Poor Thor is on the moon, can't get his hammer. Freaking out, man. He's like being all weird. Well, he's not He's not just freaking out. He's talking to totally, the hammer. He's totally defeated. Like, he's given up on life until he can pick up Mjolnir again. He doesn't feel like he deserves anything. Like, please, and please basically, <laughs> all he has guardians are there watching him and feeling sorry for him, but they know they can't help him in any way. And none of them can pick up Mjolnir either. Yeah, so the All-Father shows up, you know, telling the All-Mother it's all about him now. <laughs> and the All-Mother's like, still trying to run things and is like that's kind of crazy and then he tries to pick it up and he can't yeah so even the enchantment that he put on there he has no control over anymore so who was it that was uh, Volstag I think that said that the hammer may be the issue yeah what did Nick Fury say oh my gosh now I wonder <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out before the end of this run but it could be a little while before we actually do uh, the cool thing is that the frost giants come and invade earth and the Asgardians basically have to go to defend the realm of Midgard which means Thor has to leave his hammer abandoned and go and pick up another weapon from the armory and go because he's not going to leave Midgard no. unprotected. Right. So somebody, who we know who it is, but we're not going to spoil it because otherwise what's the fun in reading the book? Somebody completely unexpected. We were both completely wrong. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Goes and picks up Mjolnir and becomes the new Thor. And I actually really liked the twist. It, it was very surprising to me. I like the badass who has control of the Frost Giants. Yeah. And he engages with Thor and kicks his ass. Yeah. It's like, yes, he's back, hell yes. <laughs> I won't ruin it. 
But yeah, that's my honorable mention. It was just like so good. <laughs> if you like Jason Aaron's writing, I would definitely say pick up Men of Wrath and definitely go pick up the new Thor. I think you'll like it. Cool. Thor and Lobo. Let's do a little bit of uh, promotion. Okay. We got a sponsor we got to talk about. We got a sponsor. Yeah. We got another one? No, the same one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tweetaudio.com. All right. Go there. They have seven different styles of headphones and seven different colors. Whenever you make your purchase at checkout, put in the promo code COMICAL, and you get one-third off the cost of your order, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. That's amazing. It is. You got wood in your ear? <laughs> and if you buy the wood headphones, you can constantly make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you like your wood? <laughs> Why is this wood brown? <laughs> I got to put my wood back in my pants. Hang on a second. That's nasty. <laughs> Tweaked out of you, you say, huh? Yeah, tweetaudio.com, promo code COMICAL. Love these headphones, man. I've had them for a while now. I've been using them. It's great. I don't hear anybody talking. And then, you know, I throw them in my bag, and you would think they'd be all knotted up. Not one time. Now, the flat cable design prevents them from being tangled. That's just crazy. And the noise-canceling functionality is just spectacular. Yes. Great job. Tweet. Audio. Well, as some of you may have noticed, uh, we only put up an episode 41.1 for Alamo City. Why y'all stalking? <laughs> <laughs> We fully intended to do an episode 41.2. I put it all on you. Covering Sunday. But due to some circumstances, we were not able to do that. The cops? <laughs> not the cops. <laughs> um, I had a back injury a couple weeks ago, and I was trying really hard to get better. Stop doing the Kama Sutra. <laughs> Leave the Kama Sutra alone. <laughs> but my back injury was, was giving me a lot of problems throughout the weekend. I mean, I could barely walk in, in places. Heather has... Her injury from the torn ACL back in February. You know, we look like a couple of cripples walking around. So the old man, a.k.a. me, was in better shape and had pep. Yeah, we were just in a lot of pain. <laughs> and, you know, Sunday, we wanted to do more things. We wanted to talk to more people. But the con didn't actually open until 11 a.m. And the hotel kicked us out by noon. So there's just time didn't work out. And we were injured. You know, we went to the con. We talked to a few dealers, did a little bit of shopping and stuff. But we just couldn't get any more interviews Nobody was there yet. Yeah, they were showing up really, really late for them to start showing up, especially since they were starting about 11. That's yeah. really, really, I don't know, man. It's so I'm crazy. So, I'm sorry for all the people that were expecting a second episode about Alamo City Comic Con, but we just couldn't make it happen this time. We did have a lot of fun, though. It was a good con. Uh, we met some really cool people. Mike and Ming and Brian were so much fun to talk to again. Meeting Irony Singleton was so cool. He was such a nice guy. Tito! <laughs> Uh, we met the guy who plays John Redcorn, Jonathan Joss. He was really funny. We bumped into several of our friends from... Previous cons, Jesse Jordan, Devin Kraft, Jamie Kenosian, a lot of the Houston guys. Of course, we hung out with Mariah Fi. Don't forget Mariah Michaels was there. Oh, yeah. We saw Mariah Michaels again. Matt Frank. Uh, Matt Frank, yeah. Uh, we talked to the BSX Excluded guys a lot. We hung out with them. We had dinner, breakfast. Uh, there was even one moment where we bumped into George Takei. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun wandering around the con and doing interviews and stuff. We saw some really good panels. Uh, I definitely want to go back next year, and okay. hopefully I won't be injured and I'll be able to do more. Yeah, when you were gone, I sat there and talked a little bit more to Sam De La Rosa too, for a while. Oh, yeah. You know, good, good to talk to him. It was it was a lot of fun. You know, met a lot of people, took a lot of photos, and wore the Merman mask, wore the Horsicles mask, and uh, there were some really good people, and regular regular people, and some really good cosplaying uniforms or whatever you want to call them. Um, because, uniforms? Well, I don't know what. Cosplaying <laughs> outfits or whatever? No, there's definitely some good outfits there. Because, you know, you look at the, wow, these people actually spent the money. I was like, well, you know, it's not like some cheaply designed or whatever was done. These people actually went all out. I was like, damn, that's pretty impressive. So it, it was pretty cool. Uh, there was one point during the con I wanted to make fun of you. What's that? Well, when you were uh, getting out of the bed, and then, of course, your back was hurting. You know? But, you know, you know me. 
like you said, it's all about the comedy. <laughs> and we just met Redcorn, and you were like, oh, you sound like King of the Hill. You sound like Hank Hill. <laughs> like, oh, like, like in that episode with the Minish Glutes, you know, when, yeah. he, when he sits on his ass. That's me. Because he's got no ass. He's sitting on his spine. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem, man. <laughs> the I don't think so. I got a pretty big ass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look. <laughs> I'm not a looker. <laughs> Let's ask Eric. <laughs> oh, so tell me, uh, Eric. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had a lot of fun at Alamo City, and we want to thank the promoters for inviting us there as press. Um, hopefully you enjoyed our coverage from the first day. Sorry we didn't get to do the second day. Man, could we have gotten an, an invite to the VIP party with Vanilla Ice? Could you see me out there going, Ninja, Ninja, Rap! <laughs> I saw you doing that in the hotel room. Have you ever seen a horse get down? <laughs> I did. <laughs> in the hotel room. <laughs> We'll talk about that. Remember what happens in San Antonio stays in San Antonio. Fair enough. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> well, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story. Oh, damn. Is it my turn again? It is. Come on down. You're the next contestant. <laughs> on, on Comical Podcast. That's right. Nice. <laughs> Well, I don't know how funny it is. I have like a couple. I'll tell. I'll tell a few. Okay. It's always funny when you have like an injury story. Like when you get injured in the time in that moment, it's not funny. But when you reflect back on it, then it's like, oh my god, that's hilarious. We've proven that many, many times. <laughs> yes, especially. Um, I was at the beach, and uh, I think it was during summer. I'm assuming it's during summer. Nude beach. But, no. <laughs> no. I don't go to those types of beaches. We had to I don't ask. think there's anything wrong with that, but. You know, <laughs> Anyway, I was at the beach, and, you know, during the summer, especially here, you know, we get a lot of, like, jellyfish and stuff. So it was, like, exceptionally full of jellyfish, the the gulf, I guess, for whatever reason. And uh, there was this huge man-of-war, and I couldn't see it, and it just, like, floated up and then wrapped itself around me. And then I ran out of the water screaming that I was dying. Somebody needed to take me to a hospital. And I was, like, 11, and it was hilarious. All they did, my grandmother had taken me to the beach, so then she took me up to the little, like, beach park or whatever, and they had, like, a lifeguard on duty, and he, like, put, you know, meat tenderizer on, because that's what they do, they, like... He didn't pee on you? I was going to say, he didn't pee on you? No, he did not pee on you. Whip it out right there and take a... No. He didn't give you any peanut butter to go with your jellyfish? No. What? (laughs) (laughs) Boom! Slapper! Oh my god! No, the metal no, no. Underneath. So, so anyway, then I was like terrified, and I never wanted to go back into the ocean forever because I thought I was dying, and somebody needed to take me to the hospital. And I was like running around on the beach, you know, screaming. It was quite funny. I didn't understand that it was really not a big deal, and I wasn't going to die. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. I even have a scar from it. Oh yeah. Yeah, my you hand. Got- have a little scar oh. still oh, there okay. from where I got stung. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> you got violated. I did. He wrapped his that little was, t- That was a story from a couple weeks ago when she got violated. <laughs> she had a Portuguese lover. A Portuguese man of war. <laughs> something. I don't know what it was. And then uh, one time I, I did like... Not, it wasn't similar where I thought I was dying, but... Um, I always have these funny hospital stories. Where oh, you're dying? <laughs> no, no. I'm going to croak. Overly dramatic. Like, you know, I like got a paper cut and I'm like, Oh my God, my finger's going to fall off. You know, I used to do that to her all the time. We were in college. 
literally every single thing that went wrong with me. If I had a pimple, I was like, it's cancer. I'm going to die. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> if, I, if I had a stomach ache, she was like, oh, we'll take some Tums. And I was like, that won't fight cancer. I'm going to die. That's messed up. See, I'd have stabbed you by now. <laughs> Desert cancer. <laughs> No, I I broke my arm and uh, my best friend and I, uh, we were we went roller skating at uh, this place here. I, I don't know, I guess it's still called Funplex. That sounds like fun to me if you break an arm. <laughs> but anyway, we were roller skating and I fell down and uh, my skates collided together and I fell forward and I braced myself with my right arm and I fell down and I broke it. Well, I like hit it from my mom for like a week because I didn't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> How you do that? Like, I just, like, I just know. I was, like, I was, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I don't know what I thought they were going to do to me at the hospital. But I knew something was, like, really wrong. Because it, like, obviously was, like, really swollen. Damn. And it wouldn't get better. And it was, like, and I fell, like, on the playground when I was playing once. And then it, like, hurt more. And I was, like, oh, fuck. Like. How old were you when this happened? I don't remember. I was, like, it was, like, <laughs> 24. Teenage. It was, like, <laughs> no, it was, like, 10 or 11 or 12. Was, I, I was, like, I don't know. I was like 10. It was your right arm? Yeah, it was my right arm. And from there, they knew where I was lefty. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually learned to write with my left hand pretty well during that time. So it was pretty interesting. But yeah, I broke my arm. I had to go get a cast, and it was crazy. So when did the Man of War violate you? How were you then, 11? Yeah, I was like around the same age. <laughs> I don't know. I had all these kinds of accidents. I stepped on an asp once, you know, those little caterpillars. We already heard that story. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I stepped on that, and I always have these crazy hospital stories. Hmm. I don't know. It's always funny to reflect on, like, stories when you're little, and you're a kid, and you, like, hurt yourself, and you think it's, like, you know, death, imminent death, and it's really not. I hurt myself plenty when I was a kid, that's for sure. Fell down, broke your ass, now you got a crack. <laughs> you know it. Whoa. <laughs> no, no one. I did. I did hit my head one time really hard. Um, we used to have this pool in our backyard, and the whole area around the pool was uh, cement. And we had this little area kind of towards the left side of our house where our trash bins were stored. And I got locked out of the house. And the gate was locked, and the garage door was down, and all the doors that I could get in were locked. So I basically had no choice but to climb over the fence to try to go in the backyard. And I climbed up. And I made it to the top, and I was holding on to the, um, they were like the spiked posts, to, not, not flat, not, not square shaped at the top, they were like pointed. I was holding on to one of them as I tried to climb over to the side, and it snapped. Oh. And I fell and just went, bonk. Wow. <laughs> Hit my head on the concrete real hard. Huh. Um, and I never told my parents that. <laughs> Explains a lot of things now. <laughs> I think that's the only time I ever had a head injury, though. Huh. Any of you guys ever been cut? You know, you, you get yourself injured or you cut yourself and so you know, here come the tetanus shots, right? Well, being Hispanic, you know, they, you know, they don't believe in taking you to the hospital all the damn time. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, pretty much. You know, <laughs> infected dirt in your ass. <laughs> It'll help the cut. <laughs> well, my grandparents were old school and they believed in putting the monkey blood on you. You know, that's, remember that? I remember that stuff. What's it called? Mercure, mercurial, methylate, mercuricum, whatever, one of the, whatever the hell it's called. Monkey blood. That shit burn. Oh, yeah. That shit was all, they put it on you, it was on fire. I remember one time I cut my arm pretty good, had a gash. And my grandma was like, bring the monkey blood. Uh, no! <laughs> like three cousins tagging with my dad, my mom, all my whole family squirming like this. Get the hell away from me! <laughs> Trying to run, I got tackled. Got, put this, you're getting dirt in it now, dumbass. My dad hit me in the head, so I got a concussion now to go with the cut. <laughs> so they finally captured me. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a capture, capture the Mexican. <laughs> I went up, Is that I a new game? That's a new game. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go up a tree awfully quick, but they caught me. My dad got me because if I got in the tree, it was over. Uh, yeah, monkey blood up the tree, you know. <laughs> I get up those trees. Okay, quick. I've never heard of monkey blood, and no one ever put that on me. Thank God. You put it on. Oh my God, that crap burnt. It burns 70 times worse than the hottest alcohol, you, the 100% proof alcohol you get. I kid you not, you put that crap on, you can hear that. It's like <laughs> crackling when they put it on you, man. <laughs> it, it, that, that, no one liked it. It's like Red Krispies with, with some milk on it. He's like, I'm okay, it's okay. The bone's sticking out, I'm fine, I'm good. We, we were good. I'll put some duct tape on it, I'm good. Spray a little Windex on yeah. there. <laughs> it's, it's, no. <laughs> but yeah, I hated that stuff. All the all the tragic stuff about this. I mean, I didn't really break any bones. It just cut stuff and cut gases in my head. But that that stuff did not play. No. <laughs> Whenever that little bottle came out, everybody was running. <laughs> and of course, any opportunity one of your cousins got hurt, you took you took pride in capturing him. <laughs> so I was capturing the <laughs> You know what was that? I think it was my one cousin. Like I'm bad. I can take this. I can take this. Crying so much, I thought someone shot his dog. <laughs> and she barely put a dab on it. <laughs> like, you wuss! We got like half the bottle poured on us, and you got one little drop. Old that's all it took. That's all it took. <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> all right, Bri Fi. <laughs> Damn, we're just mentioning everybody up in here. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you gave props out. Maybe I should get props out. So next time we, we see BS Exclusive, we'll play Capture the Mexican. <laughs> Catching the Which horse. one? <laughs> Which one? There's two of them. They're gonna capture you, man. <laughs> you ain't funny. I'm a little funny. It's called, it's called capture the horse. Nice. <laughs> That's what it is. Anyway, yeah. that, that that those are my funny stories. I don't know if they're funny, but everybody enjoys people getting hurt as long as it's not them. <laughs> I mean, shit, if Justin walks in the office tomorrow, falls down, I'm gonna laugh at him. And I'm like, are you okay, buddy? But that shit was funny. <laughs> and then I'm gonna trip you and laugh at you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going down the stairs probably. <laughs> well, that's much funnier when you're actually doing it. <laughs> Taking those horse steps. <laughs> uh-huh. Very funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, those are pretty good. Those are good funny stories. So who's on tap next week for a funny story? It's my turn again. That's good. <laughs> well, finally, a, we're off the hot seat. I got a good one lined up for you. Oh, so nice. Okay. Wait, wait till next week. Make sure to listen next week and you guys can hear it. Will uh, Dr. Horsey please be back in action next week? <laughs> That's entirely up to you. <laughs> we still have to figure out what PhD means. <laughs> <laughs> Riders right in. Minions right in. What does PhD stand for? Lord Horsticles. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what they come up with. Pretty hot and debonair? Yeah. No? No. I still like pretty hairy dog. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> so what you got next for man? Well, you want to talk a little bit about some upcoming comics, movie, and TV news? Why not? Not a whole lot this week, but there are a few things. Number one. The U.S. Postal Service is releasing limited edition Batman stamps in honor of his 75th anniversary. Hell yeah, I'm going to give me some of those stamps. They look pretty freaking cool. Nice. Uh, they're scenes from the comics, you know, various iconic images of Batman. Batman cool. is everywhere. And they all say Batman and then they're forever stamps, so it's, they all say Batman forever. <laughs> it's kind of cheesy, but... <laughs> That's not cheesy. That's awesome. I'm going to fucking send everybody I know a letter just for that. Just so I can send them a Batman stamp. Use a Batman stamp on an envelope. The, the guys will never be able to cancel it because it's Batman. 
That's right. It'll kick your ass. It'll get where it's going, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can count on Batman. Nice. How much can do you stamps? Can you send a letter to Batman? Will you get it? I don't know. You can call Groot, so probably. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> How much are these stamps? Uh, I think they cost whatever a normal book of stamps costs. Is it like 42 cents or 45 cents? I think it's like 45 cents a stamp. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of expensive. Yeah, hey, I, I remember back in the day, they were 11 cents. <laughs> <laughs> stamps. You could just put something in the box and it'd take it for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Next, uh, Fox has announced that they're going to release a rogue cut of X-Men Days of Future Past on DVD. Uh, it's going to feature a substantial role of Rogue's character that was cut from the theatrical release of the movie. Because remember there was all that hubbub about Anna Paquin playing Rogue in the movie, and she was an integral part of the story, but at the last minute, she got all of her scenes got cut. So they're going to do a DVD release that featured all of those scenes integrated back into the movie. Really? Which I think is kind of good. But why cut it out? Time. Look, if Kevin Costner can make a four-hour freaking movie about a guy going, Tatonka, Tatonka. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of you people that's Buffalo. I mean, really? Yeah. Not every movie company wants to make super long movies. That is true, and but it's Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Not everybody loves her the way we do it. I didn't say I loved her. I'm just saying it's Anna Paquin. <laughs> I'm so stuck on the fact that you said hubbub. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but okay. I'm, I'm old. <laughs> He's reflecting. <laughs> that's interesting, so... When does this DVD come out? I don't have a release date. Damn. <laughs> Probably the most exciting news is we talked a little bit a couple weeks ago about the Supergirl TV show, okay. The Impossibility. Uh-huh. Well, the show has been picked up by CBS. CBS. So now, now every every major network has its own superhero show. ABC's got Agents of Shield. Okay. Uh, CBS is going to have Supergirl. Okay. Fox has Gotham. And what else? And what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw who that was. <laughs> and, uh, and NBC has Constantine. And the and WB has the WB has Arrow and Flash. That's right. So, great time to be a fan of uh, superhero TV shows. What does PBS have? Sesame Street. Oh. <laughs> hey, Bert. They have uh, keeping, up, keeping Up Appearances. That's funny. I've never seen that. Yeah, you should watch it. It's good. Uh, but anyways, the show is supposed to follow Kara as a 24-year-old coming into her own as a hero. So it's going to follow her, basically fully grown, trying to live in Superman's shadow. Nice. But there'll be no Superman. I'm, I'm sure he'll be a part of the show. She'll be standing on the roof and then shadow will fly over? Yeah, it'll be a lot of that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's lame. Yeah. Lame. Let me take let me steal from my co-worker. Lame sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Time will tell. A couple other smaller things. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of the controversy with... Milo Minara's uh, Spider-Woman variant? No. We didn't talk about it on the show, but a few weeks ago, Marvel released an image of the variant cover for Spider-Woman number one. And it's Spider-Woman clinging to the side of a building in a position that is not physically possible to perform. Her ass is basically sticking up in the air in a way that no human woman could actually do. And there was a huge public outcry because... It's like such a stupidly sexist picture that doesn't really work. A lot of people are against it, and because there was so much negative backlash, Marvel has decided to cancel all of his upcoming variants for all of their books. Wow. Yeah. What the hell, man? It's a freaking comic book. Here's a picture of it. Yeah, I gotta see this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What am I looking at here? That ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole lot of ass. 
Last time I checked, Spider Woman's not that big in the posterior area. She's definitely got an apple bottom. I don't know what the hell that is. That just looks like you look at it. It looks like a heart. <laughs> I don't know what's I going know. on there. No, no, no person could actually take that position. Let me see you try. Do it. There was enough negative publicity because of this that they actually pulled his upcoming variants for every series. But she's, but she's like imitating like a spider. So I totally get why she's like. In that I've pose. never seen a spider walk around with his ass in the air like that. <laughs> Peter Parker has never done that. Yeah, we don't want him to. <laughs> so how many people? Maybe I want him to. Whoa! <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what I want. <laughs> I want to see him draw that. Come on, Milo, pull that shit out. I want to see it. Whoa! Whoa! What kind of Spider-Man it. are you reading? The best one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say about that. I just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> to kinda, each their own. That's kind of interesting. I just, I don't know. I just, I would never pick it up. No, I wouldn't either. I'm not a fan of Spider Woman anyway. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I want to read that and shit. Continuing with the uh, ass up scandalous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you remember we were at Alamo City and we saw this this T-shirt, the one with Superman holding Wonder Woman and getting ready to make out with her, and it says "score." Yes, big words I remember that. <laughs> score. Um. Well, apparently there's a big backlash against DC. Oh, Jesus. On that shirt. Come on. And one other one. Uh, there's another female shirt that says, Training to be Batman's wife. I saw that. Which, there's a lot of backlash about that, because why, why? Would, why would the woman not train to be Batman? Why has she got to be a wife? Why has she got to fit in that role? Oh, Jesus. So, what the... <laughs> DC's pulling both of those shirts off. Are you kidding me? Dude, this, this world... This world has gotten so... Who the uh, fuck cares? Like, seriously, like, just let it go. It's not, like, nothing, not everything has to be politically correct. Who's protesting this shit? I'm not. I would wear it. Seven-year-old women? Maybe. Well, I don't know who's protesting this shit. That dumb bitch from Utopia. What the fuck's her name? <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Cry a lot. <laughs> Cry a lot, bear. <laughs> What's her name? Was she a Care Bear? What's her freaking name? Bear. I don't know. You know, the old 69 woman. Oh, how are you doing today, Tree? I'm so glad you're so beautiful. The chickens, we need a chicken tractor. <laughs> that crazy woman. I don't know her name. It's a good thing. She's probably the one protesting this shit. Uh, she's been locked in a cage for a month. <laughs> it's those type of people that are protesting about this crap. Are you freaking kidding me? Get a damn life. Get a damn life. Oh, the sun is too bright. Let's protest against the sun. <laughs> I'm serious. What's next? I don't like the sun. Fuck the sun. Nice. <laughs> you all about the moon? <laughs> I'll show you moon. We just saw him. I know, exactly. <laughs> I don't... Oh, Jesus, man. This stuff just drives me nuts. It's a freaking shirt. I thought the Superman Wonder Woman thing score was freaking hilarious. Would they have been less offensive if Superwoman... I mean, Wonder Woman would have said score? Probably. That is some bullshit. <laughs> that is some straight up bullshit. I'm sorry, I can't help you. What do you want me to say? I, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Who the fuck has a problem with a damn t-shirt? Oh, that's sexist. That's sexist. Just because you ain't getting any sex doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. I want to rant really, really bad right now. <laughs> and I don't even know where to begin with this. You're all jittery and you don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I can't take it. It is just too goddamn much. It doesn't fucking matter what it is. You can't say a damn thing. No. Yeah. You can't laugh anymore. What it calls me see if you can take a dick, you can take a joke. Oh, excuse me, I probably just offended all our freaking mouth. That's how, that's what I'm talking about. I guess I can't take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't taking a joke either. 
No, you know who Messia was attacking during that during that thing because people were complaining about his jokes. And that's all it is. It is a joke. When have we become so serious and so stupid about things like this? It doesn't even freaking matter. You know what you should be worried about? The guy beating the shit out of his fucking kid or put him in a fucking microwave. You know what else you should be worried about? The fucking killers out on the goddamn street. That's what you should be worried about. Not who the fuck's on a cover sitting in some kind of way. Who the fuck's wearing a t-shirt that says, hey, I'm with stupid and stupid's got a big dick. Who? I mean, come on. Shit like that. You should worry about the important things like Little Caesar's not handing you your pizza. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> or giving you old ass pizza. <laughs> No, I'm just, you know, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just saying this is ridiculous. It's unbelievable how stupid we've gotten. You can't even whoop your kid's ass nowadays. Because if you leave a mark, you're a bastard and you're going to get arrested. I understand that you don't want to beat the crap out of your kids. But when did we change that you can't discipline them? And you wonder why fucking dumbasses are taking guns to fucking school? And you wonder why people like fucking idiots run across in front of your car when you're driving? And their parents on the other side of the street. There's no discipline. There's no, no training. We're just oh, do what you want to do, Miko. You're okay. Oh, good job. You're fine. Yay, fun, fair, positive soccer. That's what's ruining the world. <laughs> fair, positive soccer. <laughs> the downfall of civilization. <laughs> Everybody needs to compete for shit. They know the score. I know the score. <laughs> just because the ref's not counting doesn't mean shit. Well, the ref was counting. The ref was laughing his ass off. <laughs> These guys suck. I could see it in his head. What's up, dog? I'll never understand that. Jesus. I never I never played those games. I was on swim team, and it was every man for themselves, so. You guys know me. Y'all know me pretty well. You know me very well. You know, I don't, I don't have any lines. People can say whatever they say to me. People get offended by whatever gets said to me. I don't know. It doesn't matter nice. <laughs> oh, you know me. <laughs> I'm oh. Lord Dr. Horstocles. Excuse <laughs> Lord me. PhD. That's right. <laughs> Excuse me, doctor. <laughs> we don't have lines, you and I. Well, maybe we do have one way, way back there. But we're pretty much whatever, blah. Who cares? Yeah. But people are so damn sensitive nowadays. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, I, I mean, come on. I've been racially profiled like three times. Really, really bad. Me too. And fr- yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 I know Hank Hill doesn't get a fair shake. <laughs> Diminish glutes. Exactly. I'm going to start calling you Hank Hill. Oh! <laughs> That's funny. I don't even think I made the point I wanted to about all that stuff. It's just me going in a circle, going left, right, up, and down. It's just so damn frustrating that no matter what it is, someone has to complain about something. Yeah. <laughs> this world is stupid. We just can't get along. People are, people are worried about the wrong things. They're not worried about... The important shit, like Little Caesar's Pizza. That's right. <laughs> or the Ebola virus. Or the or Ebola virus. Exactly. Well, that is Lord. I am Lord Horsecles, and that is the Horse Bear Report. <laughs> the Colbert. Is the Colbert. <laughs> you should have a segment called Horse News. Horse News. In news today. Actual <laughs> equestrian events. Yeah, you should. Be really Shoddy cool. wiener. Actually, came in first. <laughs> At the Kentucky Derby. And Lame Leg came in last. <laughs> nice. Well, since you were still talking about cons earlier, I wanted to touch a little bit before we left. I really, and you know, for friends, I wanted to say thanks to the BS Excluded people. Um, a lot of fun to hang out with you guys. It made me laugh all weekend long. Appreciate all the nice things you guys said on your podcast about us. You guys rock, and I look forward to hanging out with you guys some more. A uh, special shout-out to my friend Bri Fine and his wife, Casey. It was cool to get to know more about them, and they're really, really cool, dude. You, I mean, We're going to have Brian back on the show pretty soon. Yeah. You said I gave him a hard time, but he's a really good guy. And that restraining order is probably getting filled out now. <laughs> but 
It was really cool. Yeah, I want to give one more shout-out to the Comic Syndicate guys, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those guys. Josias and Adam, they've been promoting us almost every week. You know, we, we talk to them on Twitter a lot, and they do a segment where they do Twitter shout-outs. So they keep mentioning us over and over and over again, and I feel kind of bad because we don't really have a shout-out section on our show. So I just wanted to touch on them and say, if you haven't checked them out yet, go listen to their show. It's a, You can find them at comicsyndicate.podbean.com or on iTunes or Stitcher. Yeah, nothing about the Comic Syndicate. They really are funny guys. Be careful, because the show may not be what you're expecting, but oh, it's, it's... It's definitely a, a hard R. Like they, But it is freaking hilarious. Some of the crap that they talk about on that show is just freaking just out there. And hell, I've actually learned a few things listening to their show. <laughs> I was like, whoa! That scares me. <laughs> so They're educating so young... Size, you know, my, my primo Adam, you know. <laughs> you guys rock, and just want to let you know that. Cool. Well, one last thing. Uh, we're still doing the Undertow trade paperback for Volume 1 giveaway. Who is it from? The great Steve Orlando! That's right. Uh, it, we're going to do the drawing for it next Wednesday, so if you're interested in entering your name in the hat for a chance to win... Hey, can I win that? No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Just do a search for at comicalpodcast, or it's instagram.com slash comicalpodcast. Follow us, and that's all it is. Uh, in a week from now, we'll be drawing a random follower to win the trade. Are we taking bribes? No. No? Damn. Yeah, take some bribes. <laughs> take some bribes. You know. Blackmail. <laughs> Steve, man, you got to do some more stuff, man. We need some more stuff from you. <laughs> he needs the Steve. The Steve. <laughs> That's He's crazy, man. <laughs> it's serious. I need more cowbell? Yep. <laughs> I got a fever. I need... <laughs> There's more cowbell. <laughs> Anyways, just want to remind everybody, please subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher and leave us five-star reviews. Uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comicalpodcast. You can follow me on Twitter at, at comicalpodcast. Miguel is at comicalpodcast2. And Heather is at comicalpodcast3. Follow me the most. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, guys. So uh, make sure to tune in next week. We're going to have a great show. And uh, keep on laughing, bitches. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs>